So welcome um, to Radio Life Ray. This is episode 40 and, uh, well, this time finally episode 40 because I thought so last time and we have another repeat guest that doesn't need any introduction. Uh, still, well, let's do it a little bit because not everybody might be with Life Ray for more than one year. With me today is the community manager, James Faulkner. Hi, James. Hello, Olaf. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So uh, we are going to speak about quite a bunch of topics. Um, some of that might be understood as a little bit of marketing push. And some of that is just for the nerds among the listeners. Um, and all of that is tied together with the current symposium season. So we're starting the symposiums, DEFCONs, uh, Life Portal Solutions Forums um, on steroids, so to say. There are quite a lot of events coming up. Uh, we already had some of these events this year, but uh, now in October, November, uh, we actually have quite a lot of them. Um, so let's first go through the events that we actually have and then uh, go to the nerdy stuff, what we can actually do with these events. Do you have the calendar in front of you? Because we could go in like in, in natural order or just in order uh, of whatever comes to our mind. Uh, yeah, so... I particularly enjoy the fall because of all of the events that we have. Um, and as you mentioned, we have several coming up. Um, so we last year we did uh, symposiums in North America and in Europe and in, uh, in other geos. And this year we're doing the same thing. So starting off in uh, early October, we will have a North America symposium. This year it's in Boston, Massachusetts. So that should be a, a fun one. Uh, then we also have um, Spain uh, will be in Madrid this year. Italy, I believe, is in Rome. And then we also have our uh, Solutions Forum and DevCon and Unconference uh, in Darmstadt, Germany this year. So that should be uh, an interesting triple uh, event. And yeah, so we have lots of stuff coming up. This year one, we also... in London not to miss while we're at the long list. Yeah, uh, so this year, is a new thing we're doing, uh, we'll have a symposium in South America. So in Sao Paulo this year, uh, we've had a lot of our community growth in South America, in Brazil, um, and we are holding our first ever symposium there this year. So uh, if you're in the area, uh, it's definitely an event you do not want to miss. Um, at all of our events, we'll be um, talking, of course, about LifeRay. But we, we do these events not to get rich. We're not making any money off of these. It's really for our community. And that's why, as community manager, I'm very excited about all of the different events that we have. It gives us all a chance to kind of get out from behind the keyboard and monitor um, and tablets and you know, all these devices where we're connected uh, and, and get face-to-face -face because there's some really cool technology in LifeRay, but it's really about the people. And I've said this a couple of times before, uh, but I can't say it enough. Um, getting together face-to-face -to -face is very important, not only for advancing technology, but also just making you know relationships stronger. And LifeRay, as a company, is, we're, we're very uh, focused on the relationship. So customers and uh, developers in our community Uh, you know, we, it's, you're more than just a number. And so these, at these events, we try and reinforce that as much as possible. So I highly encourage 
all of you if you have a chance to attend our events uh, to get out there and meet the leaders in our community, meet the uh, engineers working hard on LifeRay, meet customers, clients, partners, sponsors, you know, all kinds of people that make LifeRay a fun place to live and to work. Yeah, I want to second that uh, because, uh, well, being at LifeRay, um, you kind of get some insight into um, the organization of those, those events and what the actual cost is. Um, as I see it now, it's like we're doing significant effort, like bringing in people, um, having travels for lots of lots of um, different uh, people to be available there, um, to be um, not in the audience, but to be available for the audience. And um, well, that takes significant amounts of money. And uh, with with that, like even if you think, oh, well, um, the price has risen. Is it risen? 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 Uh, risen risen oh there's the native speakers thanks um uh then uh it still is quite a good value and compared to any other conferences uh i would say it's uh very well in the low price um area still yeah and and it's funny because like even if you're paying you know 500 euros or you know even uh the the value of the event is measured Uh, against the commitment that you have to make. So you have to travel, you have to be away from your family, you have to be away from your desk, you have to be away from your customers. Uh, but some of the things that happen at these events, uh, every year it happens. Um, like last year at DevCon, um, one of our customers was able to sit down with uh, a leader in our support organization, also a lead engineer, and diagnose an issue that they had on their production sites. And And uh, that would have taken, you know, more than an hour uh, if it was done virtually. And so getting getting in front of the people that uh, can, you know, help you out, uh, that the value of that is like w well above the, the cost to attend. And that happens not just at the uh, technical conferences, but also at uh, business symposiums. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, because we get the people that are in the leaders in our community together and uh, wonderful things can happen when you're in person and you, you can't afford to do it every single day of the year. It would be great if we all uh, could, could meet every day, but we can't. So these symposiums are really great value. Um, if I was a manager, I would be sending, you know, every single person I had under me uh, that was related to a life ray project to these events for that reason alone. Yeah, right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the difference between the uh, the events because, um, like, yes, I've seen it last time or last year the uh, the this DevCon event that you were uh, speaking about, customer being helped uh, on their live system, um, so VPNing into their system live from the conference site, um, and that was during DevCon. DevCon um, has been introduced last year as the one um, technical conference or the purely technical conference in europe so we don't have the european symposium anymore but we have defcon and uh, we have several life reportal solutions forums and i want to make sure that this distinction um, like both are separate events um, goes uh, well is, is well understood um, with the ones that actually uh, might want to visit those yeah we we try and um listen to attendees in, from past events. And what we've learned in different places, uh, there are different 
desires, uh, different cultural uh, reasons why you might have a separation between business and technical. But the events are about LifeRay and the technology. So there is some amount of kind of technical content at all of our events. But uh, at the business kinds of events, we, we try and up-level that and speak a little bit different language. Um, uh, but we still are concentrating on LifeRay as a solution for, you know, business problems. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference in, uh, in flavor of each of our events. And we try and tailor that to the, uh, to the local regions. Like we have, you know, several uh, events are in the local language, like the uh, Solutions Forum in, uh, in Germany. Uh, the Spain Symposium will be primarily Spanish speakers. And um, I imagined, um, you know, other locales, we try and, uh, and, and focus on the local uh, people that we expect to be at these events. Yeah. The um, Italian symposium also is, um, well, at least partly Italian or largely Italian, um, but there is uh, some English content in there as well. Yeah. And we try and keep it exciting. We want people to, you know, look forward every year. It's not just the same exact speakers every year. Like we have guests, uh, we'll have a guest keynote, um, at our Boston Symposium from a, a large company called Upworthy, you may have heard of. We have other comp big companies like HP and Unisys um, that come to our events, through, you know, around the world. So we try not to to keep it uh, just the same speakers every single year. And we have a lot of really cool stuff that's happening in LifeRay itself that I know uh, I'm going to be very interested in in hearing more about um, some of the features like uh, audience targeting and the cloud services. Um, we have a new developer network that we, uh, that we'll be speaking about at the symposium. Um, all of these things you can be found on the agenda and the various event sites. So there's a lot of really cool things happening this year as is every year. And so, um, you know, we, we really want to make it a good value for people every single year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's give a pointer. Um, it's like wherever you are, whichever continent uh, you are on, you'll find all of those events on uh, liferay.com um, slash events. Quite easy to remember. So you don't even need the show notes for that. Liferay.com slash events. And that's where you find all of those uh, events that we now spoke about. Yeah, and speaking of uh, guest uh, speakers, so uh, the call for papers um, the so we often uh, can speak about LifeRay stuff, but we aren't the best when it comes to speaking about what customers and community are doing. And so we highly encourage people to submit papers and speak at, at these events. It's not just going to be LifeRay people. Um, and I understand uh, the uh, call for papers is closed for Boston, um, and we'll be announcing those very soon. Uh, but I believe for the other events, Olaf, you can correct me if I'm wrong, they're still open? Uh, yeah, for DEF CON, I'm aware that it's still open the day that we're recording this. Um, and I hope to uh, get this recording out as soon as possible. Um, so I hope to get it out um, that uh, so that the call for paper is still open. Currently, it closes at um, like the coming Friday. That's the 22nd of August. And, uh, well, uh, check the website if there is any extension on it or not. We have announced it quite uh, with very short notice. Um, so there might be an extension or there might not be. Um, we will only announce that after the current uh, period has been um, 
uh, expired. So if we uh, if we happen to find out that uh, this was very short notice, so too short notice, we don't get enough, then we might extend. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you're doing anything really cool with LifeRay, we would love to hear about it, as would the rest of our community. So. I highly encourage you to submit that and yeah. get up and, you know, improve your public speaking ability, uh, network more and teach us what you're doing at LifeRay because we often learn from outside of the traditional circles. And one, so it's really great that we have external people. Yeah. Uh, speaking of submission, uh, one submission date is still open, which is uh, the submission for the unconference. And we didn't speak about the unconference yet. Ah, uh, yes, my favorite event. Um, yeah. So, so the unconference will be um, part of DefCon or not really part of DefCon uh, because it will be predating DefCon. Uh, that's on November fourth. It will also take place in Darmstadt. That's at the same date as the Portal Solutions Forum is. But Portal Solutions Forum is uh, first of all in German language. And uh, it will be uh, more business content, so not so much technical stuff. While all the technicians um, that can get in are very much encouraged to register for the unconference. Uh, what does that mean? I mentioned it in episode 39. We have limited space there. Um, so we can't just take on as many registrations as we would like to have. And so we'll close sooner or later. And currently, uh, people have heard the message and are actually signing up. So, if you want to come to the unconference, if you've ever uh, if you've ever visited an open space conference, um, this is your chance to visit another one. And if you never did so, this is the chance to visit your first one. Last year it was a quite good success. I can't remember anybody who said he won't come back, um, but I fear that some people might not be able to come back just because our space is too limited. Yeah, the unconference is uh, it's it's a really great event. It's, if you've never been to one, I again highly encourage it because it's like drinking from the fire hose. I hate to use the cliche, but it absolutely you'll walk away with all kinds of ideas uh, and not only meet people but discuss things that you've wanted to talk about for a long time uh, with a lot of other people who are also interested in that topic. And so it's a it's an it's an amazing event it's amazing to see the how uh the agenda is built and what people are interested in yes yeah, so, um, so uh yeah i had a really great time last year and i'm looking forward to it a lot this year speaking of agenda building um and as i said submission is still open for the unconference it will be open until 4th of november um approximately like 9:30 or 9:45 whenever the agenda building is close to its end um, okay. Um, I think that's what we had for the events. Uh, like this is the marketing drum. Um, the drum roll is, uh, phasing out. Um, but, uh, there is something else which we started or which actually you started single-handedly at our 2014 events that we already had in the past. Um, so yeah, this is the nerdy um, stuff. Yeah. Uh, so how to start this one. Um, so you're all familiar with the concept of events. Events have speakers. We have activities that are happening at the event. We have venues that have different room layouts. 
we have a list of contacts for the event. There's all kinds of data associated with an event. And as an open source project and as an open company, uh, I thought that it would be really cool if we opened that particular data stream up to our entire community. I was at a conference earlier this year in the US uh, called OSCON. It's an open source conference. And they have, uh, I think it's four or five days with over 300 different sessions. They have this huge agenda. And what they did this year was they also opened up that data stream. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, so what we're doing this year is all of the data that we use to, to visualize the agenda. Like if you go to the website, liferay.com slash events, and you click on one of the events, you can see the agenda. And it's a big grid and you click on a, an item and you can see the speaker name and what they're going to be speaking about and the room that it's going to be in. We have the same kinds of visualization in our mobile app. So for iOS and Android, we have a LifeRay Events app and that draws from the exact same data source. And so I thought it would be really cool if we opened that up to our entire community because you guys can do it better than we can. And everyone has their own idea of how, you know, everyone has their own idea of the value of that data. And so by opening it, we want to challenge you and see what you can do with that data that we can't do or that you can do much better than us. Um, so by the time this, uh, uh, session is published, I will have also published a blog entry, actually two blog entries that describe in detail how you can hook up to this data stream and what you can potentially do with it. Uh, we really want to fire the imagination of our community, uh, especially the developer community that uh, attend our events like the DevCon this year. And so between now and the event, um, we're challenging you to do something interesting with that data and show us your new creation. Um, and we will show it off at the event. So if you ask, you know, what's in it for me? Well, you will get not only uh, to use LifeRay as a platform for delivering this data, but you'll also get the uh, gratitude and love from our community. And we will show it off and show how awesome of a rock star you are. So if you have, it's very easy to use this data stream. It's a bunch of JSON web service endpoints on liferay.com that you can get at the data. So you can get at the agenda, you can get at a list of speakers and their biographies, a list of rooms. Um, and also new this year, uh, we've been using iBeacons. So these are location context uh, sensitive uh, devices that we sprinkle throughout a space and they broadcast a unique code, and then the app, the mobile app, can respond to that. Uh, but the end result is a big data stream of locations and, uh, and regions that the attendees are in. So this data stream is a very interesting data stream that you can also uh, use to visualize movement of people or visualize basically anything about uh, the event uh, related to the location of individual people. So, um, so we'll also be publishing that. That'll be a part two blog post about how to hook up to that data um, and what you can do with that. So we'll see who is the quicker one, you with your second blog post or me with uh, publishing this episode. <laughs> yeah, so it should, be, it should be really fun. Um, it just, 
it's another way that we want to engage developers uh, using LifeRay. You don't have to use LifeRay to uh, complete the challenge. You can use whatever you want. I mean, it's a very simple data stream, so you can use you know, anything you anything you that you want, um, and any virtually any language that can uh, operate over a network can be used to write something cool. And it can be something extremely simple. You can create a a photo mosaic of the speaker headshots, uh, or you can do something more interactive, uh, where you type in your biography and then it will match you with people or with sessions you know, through some black magic uh, matching algorithm. It's really up to you. And so we really want to see the creativity come alive in our community. Um, speaking of the languages that you might want to use um, and the dynamicity that word um, of the environment. Uh, there is uh, one thing else uh, for the uh, for the iBeacons. Um, I saw you distribute the iBeacons and configure your system for the iBeacons in Amsterdam. And that was quite well. Um, well like it worked quite well. Um, I even got to wear my own tinfoil hat. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of the tinfoil hat, um, oh no, let's let's take the tinfoil hat for later. Uh, the uh, one thing that uh, I would say from an experience point of view of seeing the iBeacons deployed, uh, you might want to, uh, well, provide some means for uh, updating uh, things like the iBeacons uh, locations or, or the actual values uh, that they uh, stand for um, on site. So this is nothing that we can actually Uh, predict quite well where will an iBeacon be. Uh, there will be several rooms which naturally have their own iBeacon, um, but uh, like the proximity, should they be uh, like very uh, close to each other or should they be further away? We cannot really predict that and it will all be a function of the actual location. Um, so um, like playing with the iBeacons will take some last minute um, arrangements, right? Yeah, so uh, you're right. Um, so we have some test data that you can access already from our past events. And there comes uh, my tinfoil hat. Yeah, from Amsterdam <laughs> and from Paris. Um, so, but those are in the past, and we know we now know where those beacons were. But for future events like DevCon, um, we will try to make it. Um, I don't know. Um, We'll have to think about that to see the best way to uh, to predict that. I don't know that it's possible. I mean, it is possible because the app will will show different notifications based on where you are, and mm -hmm. where you are is going to be based on the room names or the region names. But if the configuration of the venue changes at the last minute, then the beacon configuration would also change. So okay. I don't know if that's going to be... Um, possible to predict in advance at least something will be stable but um the, we we always risk last minute updates there yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> we could spend a lot of time talking about this right now but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> we probably should uh to leave it at that we'll have um you'll you'll be able to access the beacon configuration through that same data stream and then you will be able to to uh, kind of know where it is based on like a room name and mm -hmm. we'll have some layouts, some floor maps. Uh, but the actual physical location of each beacon is, is done at game time. 
Uh, okay, then uh, back to my tinfoil hat, uh, because that was a fun experiment, uh, trying to get these iBeacons from sending um, their information. And uh, so we wrapped them in tinfoil. And being a proper European, I actually built a tinfoil hat for myself, uh, which worked <laughs> quite well. There are photos, but I think they're not public. Um, I hope so. Um you say that the event data is um, online and I'd like to just make sure that uh, everything has been taken care of from a European perspective. And you know what that means. Uh, that means that private data in Europe is quite private. And um, uh, yeah, there's a different understanding. So what's the point in making uh, those location data Uh, or that location data public? Uh, are they anonymized, um, or uh, will you uh, will I be able to find myself within that uh, data set? Yeah. So the the data is more or less anonymous. The only so and it's it's a public data stream. There's no login required. You don't have to give any credentials. Um, every Every minute, the app will send back data to our LifeRay platform, and it contains uh, the the beacons and the beacon regions that you're in at the time, and it also contains an identifier. But that identifier is an app install identifier. It is not something that identifies an individual device or person. Uh, so the the maximum amount of identification you can you can draw from that is person X was here at two in the afternoon and then they were over here at five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. But there's no way to link that to an individual. Uh, every time you reinstall the app, it generates a new identifier. So it's kind of a, a, an installation footprint, not a device footprint. Okay. So if I want, uh, if I don't want to show up, I'll just reinstall the app. Yes. Because uh, I have been on that's all right. those if events. If you don't want to show up at all, just you know, don't turn Bluetooth on, for example. Um, it's, it's not, uh, it's well, that not takes away all the fun <laughs> because it was really fun yeah. to, to play those games and to, to walk through and actually be notified. What's the next event in this room? Um, yeah. So that's, so that is, so for those of you who are not familiar with iBeacons, that's kind of what it does. We have these little devices in each room. And when you walk into a room, it can respond based on the fact that you're in that particular space and at a particular time of day. So if you walk into a, a, a breakout room 10 minutes before the event begins, you'll get a notification saying, welcome, you know, please grab a seat. Here's a pointer to check in on Twitter, or here's a pointer to the, uh, the, set, the speaker and what they're going to be speaking about. And then when you leave at the end of the event, we can say things like, thanks for attending. Here's a way to give session feedback via a form. You don't have to give any Uh, personal information. It's all completely anonymous, and we wanted it that way for that exact reason that, you know, everyone is concerned with privacy, especially since the uh, the last couple of years that of uh, some of the um, leaks from I uh, I will not name names of the uh, of the organizations that might have. Um, Yeah, so you know where I'm going with that. Um, so yeah, we're very sensitive to that as well. Um, so it will not, it, it doesn't, uh, it's very privacy sensitive. Perfect. Correct answer. <laughs> yeah. So um, is there anything else or should we wrap up? Um, I think I think that's good. I think we covered the marketing, please come to our events 
pitch, and we covered the uh, the stuff that I wanted to cover about the uh, do-it-yourself LifeRay events hacks. So look for that blog post if you get a chance. If you're interested in hacking our data and making something more awesome, uh, mm -hmm. please, by all means, and we would love to see what you do and show it off. Yeah, I'll, li I'll link to that post uh, from the show notes for this episode. So if you just yep. if you just access the Radio Life Ray news feed, then uh, you actually get a link uh, right in that uh, podcatcher news feed where you listen to Radio Life Ray. Great. Um, well, thanks for having me, Olaf. Yeah. Check. Uh, well, uh, one one more. Um, like uh, for the listeners, uh, please check if the call for paper is still open and decide if you want to submit. Um, if you want to come to the unconference in Darmstadt in Germany, um, like everything will be in English, um, then please sign up as soon as possible because we will close and there will be no size, uh, like no uh, real size wait waiting list because we can't get more room. Um, there will be a community meeting the evening after um, the unconference. Um, everything is booked already and uh, we will be very strict on registration. So if you want to get a drink on LifeRay, then we need you uh, to sign up. It's free, but we need to know how many people come. There's another fun story from one of the past events where we announced 30 people at a restaurant and showed up with 120, um, which was fun, but really stressful. So uh, we want to have a proper number of people who attend. Hope you understand. I wonder if they would invite us back. I think they made good business, so um, they've been happy with us. Um, but, um, yeah, it was kind of unexpected. <laughs> I mean, it's a good good problem to have, too much success. Yeah, that's a good yeah. problem to have, but um, I'd rather plan for it uh, correctly than um, just be surprised by it. Yep, definitely. Uh, good. LifeRay.com slash events liferay.com slash radio um, all of those important um, important links and liferay.com slash community oh even yes. shorter liferay.org that's right our community homepage with announcements and all kinds of interesting ways to engage our community okay thanks a lot James uh, for being available on very short notice and I hope that I'll be able to publish on um, exactly as short notice as you were available Okay, thanks, Olaf. Okay, thanks. I look forward to seeing everyone this fall. Yep, on whatever continent you happen to be on. Yes.